Everybody, in this episode of the X-Files After Show, we're breaking down Season 11, Episode 9, All is Forgiven. Uh, folks, I'm looking for somebody that I can just uh, stitch up to my back. We can just ride the rest of our life into eternity together. If you're interested, you know, hit me up on that social media. Let's do it. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Nothing, nothing lasts forever. Yep. Oh, like forever. never break. I don't even know where I am right now. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next one's after show. Look at that. <laughs> we're alive. We're live. We're live. <laughs> There's a show happening. There's a show after. We were not prepared for this. No, that is right. Everybody, we're bringing out this episode of The X-Files, airing every Wednesday night here on uh, Fox. Breaking it out, of course, Thursday until the season finale, which we'll talk about at the end of the episode. I'm your host, Frank Brin. And I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. I am Lex Michael. And I am Jim Fry, and I'm all grossed out. Look at that. As folks, you can like us on Facebook, give us those five stars on iTunes, subscribe to the YouTube channel, feel free to hop in the chat. Lucretia's got the computer up and running, so feel free to share your thoughts about X-Files in general, or this episode in particular. Before we dive deep into the episode, though, just a few quick opinions about the episode in itself. What do you guys think? Well, you know, uh, I've, I've been waiting now for several years for a piece of media to reflect in totality the depth of my feeling for Frank Moran. And I feel like this, <laughs> this episode, the devotion of uh, Barbara's cult, of her, of her uh, eternal youth cult, how, how uh, absolutely uh, worshipful they were and loving of everything that was her. Finally, I, I saw an episode of television where I went, it's, it's me and, and it's Frank. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm going home now. Would Bye. you be? Yeah. Just, let's be honest, Lex. Uh, would you be the the one gentleman that uh, pretty much uh, you know Harry carried himself there? Oh yeah, I'd be like, you have to let me. You have to let me. I would. I would sing to you while you did that. Yeah. <laughs> while, while everybody ate me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That'd be rad. Just you know, carefully unpacked your contents of you know your of your body. Just brought them all out. <laughs> give him to Yuri Burns so he yeah. can cook him up and feed him to people. I, I love Yuri Burns, so I was like, yes, when he <laughs> showed up in this episode. <laughs> okay, but so but so seriously, um, I I did like this episode. It felt to me like an odd, slightly odd combination of elements, and I feel like the way the elements were balanced was maybe tipped in a direction other than the one I would have chosen to tip them in. But all of the pieces that were there, I liked a good. Deal. So overall, I'm positive, but positive with a with a bit of a lingering hesitation. Yeah, I liked how it had elements of Arrow, um, much like Riverdale, like the last night. Everybody was really taken away from uh, Stephen Amell there, which I like. But then you had little elements of the. Uh, like Human Centipede and Elizabeth Bathory. I'm like, as you say, there was a lot of elements, but I like the way that they mixed. It's like a fine stew. I liked everything. In this episode, that did not have to do with the story of the cult. <laughs> <laughs> I, I loved the interaction between Mulder and Scully. Yes. The, the conversations they were having were great all the way to the end. Their, their conversations about faith and their future and where they're going and what does it all mean. That stuff was great. The rest of it made me nauseous. Yeah, the Mulder and Scully stuff in this was really good. And that was the thing. That was what I liked. And, um, yeah, but I actually liked the story, which most people found gross or disturbing. I think it was better on paper. I think it was a story I would have read and been fine with, but it was just so indulgent and, like, Eli Roth wants to squeeze stuff through a Play-Doh maker and squeeze it out and make you eat it. Well, That's I, what it felt like to me. Well, I'm 
am I one of the few people at this network that loves Eli Roth? I love my gr- my torture porn. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, um, you know, but so that that element of it exactly was for me. I think what really worked because every oh my gosh, you guys are scaring me. Well, yeah, because what happened? Is, the, the effect it had on me was like something would happen. No, it was like for example when they when she starts singing and the one dude Harry carries himself and they're all just eating the dude and before she even makes it through the entire song, she has like a smoothie made up of this dude's viscera and is drinking it that's bonkers that is so goddamn crazy and that sometimes for me is all it takes if all your if, if if you can make me go oh holy shit then you you win at least for that until the next commercial break you you win this <laughs> did not even occur to me that this was that weird because i watched santa clarita diet and when she started coming out the morning after i started thinking south park like i'm like <laughs> what is wrong with me i mean and again like i didn't find it i didn't find it so like i didn't i don't have the reaction of like oh i'm grossed out and i don't even i don't want to watch this i'm going like i i do it the center oh wait finish your statement oh no no, no that was that's pretty much it no i like i ended on a piece of punctuation that made it seem as if i was going to keep talking but i wasn't <laughs> it, and i just have a natural inclination to interrupt so i will try to not to no, do that no, but, no, no, no. but in in to be fair i it was my buddy's birthday yesterday a bunch of us went out and we had a gigantic um, Korean barbecue oh, feast. No. Oh, nice. yeah. You know when they bring out the piles of slimy red meat and you yes. don't know what it is. It's like, oh, is that a brain? Okay, throw it on. Oh, it's an intestine. Throw it on. So we had just experienced this in real life and I was like sitting there patting my big old fat stomach like I can't move and then this comes on I'm like, oh no. That'll do it. Jafri, <laughs> continuing poor first viewings of the X-Files. Yeah, I, I, twice. I had to watch it twice again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Fell asleep last night. <laughs> Well, Tanya Lindsay, you know, our favorite fan here in the chat, she says, yay, I'm not the only one who was grossed out. Thank you, Jim. Because yeah. <laughs> I'm a normal person. Uh, I mean, I guess I agree with you, Lex, where it's, uh, I, it, some episode was fine, but I just felt like, I felt maybe we were just, we didn't really delve enough into the uh, the, uh, the beauty cult, as well as uh, our little uh, Buffy-esque vampire slayer. It's, it's interesting, right? Because, like, you guys saw the next week on last week, which was teasing right. this episode. I didn't, so I only had what you guys told me to work from, and you said, oh, it looks like it's going to be a vampire slayer type thing. Yeah, that's what it looked like. And it, it does bear, like, on the surface, a resemblance to that exact same type of thing, but really, it's not... It's vampiric only in that we're consuming blood and we're, yes. we're uh, elongating our, our natural lifespan but it's really more of like it's a cannibal cult and she's just killing them with big sharp things yeah and that yeah. was the thing is like she was killing them with the big sharp things and a lot of like the little shots to me was more arrow-esque than buffy-esque that's why i was like hey this is more like you know oliver queen like she, you failed this cult yeah here. yeah yeah and she's got her her like i will repay is her you have yeah. failed this city exactly i was like this was more arrow than buffy to me and i'm like yeah yeah, it's uh, yeah, but I, just, I still felt like it was like oh, so this this girl, for some reason, all of a sudden she's just uh, become some like kind of uh, nighttime vigilante trying to re- uh, rescue her sister. I, I, that also felt like okay. I felt like there, that storyline wasn't fleshed out enough for me to really. I know get she seemed like she should have been a much more interesting character. I feel like this should have been two episodes where we should have had the yeah. vampire cult and then her separate because I feel like we would have gotten more from each one because I much found the vampire cult more interesting but maybe her story would have mattered more if we'd had more time with her. Yeah, I feel like we were really trying to evenly balance between three big elements. One was her, uh, Juliet, I believe is the character's name, was her journey in trying to save her sister. Part of it was the beauty cult and then part of it was the Mulder and Scully of it all and mm-hmm. we we keep addressing very briefly that like the interplay 
play between the two of them, the moments between the two of them were excellent. But because we're spending so much of our time and energy trying to balance the other two massive parts of this episode, we don't end up getting to spend that much time in those moments with the two characters until really that last, in my opinion, that excellent final scene. But especially given that this is uh, quite possibly the penultimate episode of X-Files that there will ever be, the second to last episode of X-Files that ever will be. I was I, the whole time I was going this is all fun. I'm having a good time with the rest of this stuff, but man, I wish we were sitting in those moments more. Yeah. Uh so we're learning a lot about our thoughts about uh gore and the lack thereof or <laughs> proper balanced storylines, but uh Lex, what if people want to learn something else as well? Well, you mean besides just different applications for viscera That's and right. how they can yes. how they can keep you young and uh, sprightly well beyond your natural span of young sprightliness? Yes. Yeah, that's our next sponsor. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, we gotta we gotta hook that up. That's uh, it's complicated. A lot of a lot of red tape. A lot of red tape. Red like viscera. Lots but Frank, red. if you want to learn about other things, you want, and you want to have fun while you learn, do you want to grow in all areas of your life? I see, Frank. I can tell by the look on your face that you do. So if you do, and you do. Have we got a podcast for you? Conversations with Maria Menounos Podcast Edition is hosted by our AfterBuzz TV founder, Maria Menounos, and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life, from health and wellness to career and relationships, finances, and more. Let our Maria be the big sister you never had. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. Be sure to rate and comment, and when you do, let Maria know it was the folks from ABTV X-Files who got you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition. Check it out. That's true. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm sure uh, Maria will be talking about Viscera. Viscera. <laughs> yeah. Just <laughs> lots of Viscera and how she has seen each other. Well, her secret alive. to looking beautiful and staying so long, now we've discovered Is it, every right? so but often yeah. eat yeah. one of us. Uh, yeah. Well, let's dive into this beauty kill a little bit. Uh, st- put together by uh, Jerry, Bur- Jerry Burns and uh, Fiona Vroom, who plays uh, Barbara Beaumont. Uh, which I thought was a nice throwback to a great like '60s era sitcom star that had like that one shot and then just kind of faded into obscurity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Also, uh, shout out to Yeri Burns, who's a wonderful character actor. who's done a ton of work all across uh, uh, TV and some film. But I uh, just finished watching Justified for the first time, where he is a uh, regular player for just about the entire run of the show. He's great. And it is one of the greatest shows on television, guys, uh, ever. And it is on Amazon Prime, so please watch it. Because, yeah, Justified. I think first time I ever saw Yeri Burns, or first time I remembered seeing Yeri Burns, though, was as uh, Jesse's therapist on Breaking yep. Bad. Yeah. Like the, the group therapist. And he was also a pivotal character in Burn Notice, too, which was another show that, yep. you know, I th- believe is still on Netflix, guys, that, you know, much like Justified, not enough people watch, but they did have quite a few seasons. And so, that's yeah. Bruce Campbell and... Um, Jeffrey Donovan. It's the season two of Fargo, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Great. Good stuff. Well, welcome to your We Try and Place Actors from TV and Film After Show. We're working on a title. (laughs) It's a working title. Uh, I had a chance to interview uh, Fiona uh, last summer because she was in the Power Rangers movie. Oh, cool. Uh, Yeah, she played a a bit part. She's like the alien that dies at the beginning of the movie, and then she's in the... The one with the Elizabeth Banks... Yeah, they uh, fight to Kanye West Power Rangers. That's right. Yes, okay. uh, and she's also in the uh, the jewelry store that they go into later on in the episode. The same character goes into. Well, she's uh, she's the same actress, but she played two different parts. <laughs> are, are we sure that they're two different parts in the same in, movie? Yeah. In the same movie. Well, once she was in heavy makeup, so you wouldn't have known it. She was all. She's if you've seen the movie, she's this green alien that just doesn't say a word, but she kind of crawls and then dies. <laughs> so that was it. And then they gave her this other part. But uh, she had talked about her huge love for Lucille Ball. 
Oh, oh okay. yeah. Yes. So she's a huge fan. You can fan see of that. that. Yeah. So yeah. to see her get a chance to kind of play something that kind of plays up and plays homage to that was uh, kind of fun to see. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like Frank with the, the pool here. I there was you like, go. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> felt uh, a little bit like Sunset Boulevard as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know? Very much. Especially when they first come to the apartment, they first find her just wandering around by herself. I, I did enjoy that scene, although yeah. it was still creepy, but that scene was very well done. But was, I don't want to jump ahead. Oh, no. Do you, do you feel like you got enough info about how this beauty cult worked? To fully understand it, or it's like, hey, it's just gross and it's creepy and it's weird, and we're just going to ride that train, and we don't need to know a lot of. I feel like I was missing some key a, a little bit of the former and a lot of the latter. It yeah. felt like we got we got just enough that if I really keep thinking about it, I can fill in some of the blanks for myself. But mostly, it was just this, this, this is gross and weird, right? We grow, it's gross. Gross. We eat. We <laughs> yeah. drink blood. We we eat blood blood viscera smoothies. But then at the end. Um, What's the guy's name? The, the his character that was attached to the other girl. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Lewison. Yeah. Lewison, which yeah. apparently means uh, like young man or something hmm. like that. But um, he explained it really quickly at the end. I'm doing this. I'm conquering diseases. I'm doing all this. I'm doing all this. And I'm like, okay, that's what you're doing. And that's right. We get his entire yeah. grand philosophy in yeah. yep. this like 15 second info dump right towards the end. And, and that's <laughs> what I liked is at least they sort of explained what he was doing, and it had to do with the you know Muldron eating glasses and all these jokes about things like that part it, I like. it fit that. And that's why I liked the story. And that's why I feel like the vigilante just didn't really add to it. But maybe they wanted to do another episode with that, and they just threw it in here. It because it, really it, was, feel, it, it was good, but it just didn't fit. And yeah. right, that could have been its whole a whole separate episode. Like it didn't really need to figure into this story. And maybe if they hadn't gone the the, the route of adding on this vigilante subplot, maybe Mulder and Scully could have been a little bit more actively involved in bringing this cult down instead of just yeah. being there. But here's my question: Right when they're attaching people to themselves, right? Uh, like just back to back, right? Yep. It's like camel principle, essentially, right? Like they're just there so yeah. they can walk around with somebody else, and they're they're essentially feeding off of their resources. Yes. They're while a they walk nutrient sponge. That's yeah. gross. Yeah, <laughs> just gross. Miss um, Bubbles brings up a point that was about the cult. Was the were the members of the cult really ugly, or was it more like a Twilight Zone Eye of the Beholder thing? So there was that little cult element of these were like normal looking people, yeah. not really deformed. Now maybe people that had run away. I do see kind of like how cults spray on, especially why there's so many out here. Is people sort of looking for something you know but yeah they weren't actually ugly or deformed or anything looking for this beauty. i don't think i think yeah. they were meant to be um young and beautiful uh, mm. they were not that attractive because they never saw the light of day they right were, mm. they were hidden away and they kind of just were just like like laying around but like when they had the scene of the guy who gave himself um you know up during the big song number that uh, what's what's the song again morning, uh, after. morning, morning after. after we had at the beginning of the show like you know i don't think he was pre- presented as an ugly person you know when he opened up his shirt and he had like you know 10 pack abs there and like the camera zooms in the whole point was young, youth is beautiful you know and i'm going to get it and then you know, down well, he goes. I guess from what uh, the doctor was explaining, that they had started the process of changing to whatever he and uh, Barbara were, but they hadn't quite, uh, hadn't quite fully matured. Mm-hmm. So they're, uh, yeah. So as they, as described, like you don't eat, you don't eat the seeds, you eat the fruits from. Oh, the that seeds. was a good, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, but I also just mentioned like that. I would. That's the kind of thing I want to see a flashback. I want to know that first introduction to somebody <laughs> that says like, "Hey, I get this idea. If we just eat a bunch of people's." Viscera, we can live forever. <laughs> what? Huh? Okay. What I want to know. Stress test anybody? Is, is less, what I want to know is even less about that, the person who comes to that conclusion, and more about the mindset of the person who hears it and goes, yeah, 
that. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. That's our Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> who's the woman who, who's the historical queen who bathed in human blood? Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, there's, there is precedent for this type of thinking that, you know, fresh human blood does uh, keep you young and beautiful. Yeah, and Elizabeth Bathory was, uh, along with Vlad the Impaler, the inspiration mm-hmm. for Dracula. Yeah. And they've done studies with mice where if they take uh, uh, a younger mouse blood and inject it into older mice, it does help them with the cognitive skills for a limited amount of time. And stuff. They so actually have done an experiment. Did you hear where they the centipede experiment where they put one mouse in the other mouth? It's yep. called what heterochronic parabiosis. It's a real thing. Huh. Yeah, where one I'm... one mouse helps the other one get get better. Yeah, Lex and I are gonna do that after the show. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna take <laughs> Frank's blood. <laughs> That's what's, uh... I'm gonna eat Frank's liver. <laughs> Well, well, Lex, you're the youngest one here, so maybe I'm going to eat, eat and liver. I'm going to know more about <laughs> comics because I ate Frank's liver. Mm. I'm going to be able to tell you all about the new gods. It is interesting because we see that uh, we see Olivia's photo that her mom sang a prayer to, mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like maybe she has just some acne, and it seems like her mouth is distorted. But I think that's just her being silly in the photo. Mm. It's not like I don't think it's any kind of really kind of vis- you know, like physical deformity, but it just seems like she has some bad acne. And hmm. that was it. But that was enough for her to go like, I need to look beautiful. Mm-hmm. By the way, oh, I heard about this, which it does make me interested about this cult that they they stayed on this apartment building within the darkness, pretty much. Like, how often are they getting out where they can actually actively recruit people? Well, yeah, because that is the thing. Is like, what's the point of being pretty too if you're not taking pictures and putting them on the internet <laughs> nowadays? I mean, or going outside and showing everybody. But yeah, that was like a Smallville episode, wasn't it? Where the the, the you know the acne treatment starts making people like crazy and everything. <laughs> well, it's kind of cool at the end when the when Mulder and Scully show up and um. The, the lady was there greeting them. She just say, "Oh, come on, take our Instagram picture and let's get." So maybe she did Instagram her beauty shots out. Well, that makes more sense now. I, I guess, but I also figure like, what was Barbara's end game? Because you can't just stay in that room forever. Like she's probably not going to want to go out on a set if she's so worried about the sensitivity to light. It would also be yeah. really difficult for her to because people, if she was a public figure at a certain point, mm-hmm. eventually, if she became one again, somebody would go, "Hey, you, but you were on the and you look." Wait a minute. Yep. So I don't. Yeah, I don't really know what the. But she's essentially she's she's willfully gone mad, is what it seems like. There, yeah. There's no real yeah. there's no real conceived end game in her mind. So much as young and beautiful forever, young and beautiful forever. It's not about if I stay young and beautiful forever, I'll have my career and my life back. It's not even. The, I don't think the thought process extends that far. Well, she was running lines, which she's just basically mouthing her own. What, what do you think she was trying to? Was she planning a comeback? Well, and two, like, who here would remember Barbara Beaumont after a certain, like, you know, like, that wasn't, it wasn't like a Lucille Ball or something where a lot of us would recognize it for generations. Maybe that was her plan until everybody who probably remembered who she was was gone and she learned how to edit her IMDb page. Then you know, and not yeah. for nothing, we tend to do we do the like D- D- Nicholas Cage secretly a time traveler mm-hmm. confirmed shit all the time. <laughs> yeah. A and we have a cultural memory now of about five seconds, so right. it's entirely possible. Actually, right now she might be able to get away with it. Well, because you look at like say like Helen Mirren when she was young looks almost identical to Jennifer Lawrence or Nicole Brown Simpson. You know, R.I.P. Looks like Megan Kelly. Like I looked at a, <laughs> I saw a picture. I was like, is that Megan Kelly? And that was who it was. You're like, no. I mean, so some people, maybe, there is this... You could be like, oh, no, I just look like that person, and it works. Uh, But, uh, short version, I think it has more to do with being crazy pants than it has to do with actually (laughs) thinking that she's going to have some type of career resurgence. 
Yeah. Her, uh, quick uh, quick poll. What did you think of her singing voice? I thought that, that song was like, whew, that was rough. It's not a great, not my favorite tune, no. which is more to do with the song than with her. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Have you ever heard a version of that song where you were like, I get it now, this song is the shit? It's from the Poseidon Adventure, yes. right? From 1972? I think like that version's are Like, yeah, I think the... The version that she says, oh, mine, and people say mine is better. I'm like, mm, I don't know who those people are. I, I, I couldn't enjoy especially with the liver smoothie. That, when she was drinking it, I, uh, I, was, ha- I was having a hard time. It was great. I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I really, because it seems so weird that this, I, and I guess we have to accept that, because sometimes with the X-Files, there's some ambiguity. Mm-hmm. But I guess from what we've seen, and we're seeing TV shows from her uh, played from the 60s, so we have to assume that this process has worked. I would have liked to have seen maybe something at the end of the episode where they were just like, whoa, yeah, this, as crazy as this was, this was actually a process that was working for her. No, I, I, I agree with you. It seemed like this whole um, youth cult just went nowhere. Like, all of a sudden, they come in, stab, dead, all right, we're going to go back to the church and light some candles now. It, I, it felt like... I, I, I agree. They just felt like an unconcluded episode to me. Yeah, like, and that's funny because, you know, most people really don't expect cults to be successful or have, like, good ideas. But I guess since we live in L.A. and we have one of the largest cults here, <laughs> Scientology, um, that we're like... Stress test. Yeah, yeah, they should they should have a thought plan and, you know, really start ruling the world with the film. But, yeah, this, this was just crazy. Hey, they started a TV network this week. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you honestly think this cult <laughs> in any way was trying to make any of these people... Successful in trying to uh, stave off the age, or it was just basically just a feeder system. A feeder for her, for Barbara. Yeah, yeah. That was it. yeah. And I think everyone, everyone involved had some degree of insanity. Like again, I don't think anybody, I don't think Barbara had any real fixation or intention beyond stay young so that I can, I can be an actress, I can be an entertainer, all of it. Again, without really having any way to get herself there after the first part of the plan. It's like uh, uh, step one. Uh, s- steel underwear. Step two. Step three. Profit. <laughs> Thank it's, you for making yeah, the third South Park reference it's of the night. Very yeah. much no. that school of thinking. No. Get stay young and beautiful. Profit. There you um, yep. And with and with the doctor as well. Like I don't think there was any any long term plan in place other than my general thesis is that we don't have to age. I see nothing beyond demonstrating that we don't have to age. Yeah, but okay, so he's not going to age, but he's going to have someone sewed to his back for the rest of his life. I mean, what's worse? Aging or having to drag a dead carcass on your back? (laughs) The whole point is that eventually this thing on you will die. His plan was terrible. (laughs) She even got mad at him when she pulled the carcass off. Oh, you've sucked all the life out of it. Really? You're mad about this? Because I would think, like, that's going to get infected, guys. She she slices that connection between two. I'm like, (laughs) that's got to hurt. Yeah, that's got to hurt. And man, put some bactine or something on there. (laughs) Right. But that's that's sort of my point is that he he had his own madness, his own obsessive fixation, which was just about proving his hypothesis and not really about how do you actually take this and make it, like, how do you apply it to actually living in the world? You you can't really. It's all very, it's just total madness. And tunnel vision. And that's why they were the perfect couple, is his crazy matched her crazy. They were. They were so well suited. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> they had a lot of baggage that matched. Uh, <laughs> so we'll get to a little bit more in depth about the finale of this, but I just want to ask, of course we're talking about Barbara and the Doctor. Were you satisfied with the way they were taken out of this episode? No. I felt it was like, it was a cool sequence, but I also Bam. felt like it was just like, for her to be like the build-up as like the, the main protagonist for this, it was just like, that was it? Oh. Alright. You know, it was odd because she got taken out before the end. Yeah, you know, because that she's out, and then oh, 
let's continue to look for the other people. It's like, oh wait, the the bad guy's gone. It was kind of like anticlimactic, even though it was another gross scene was coming up. Yes. Yeah, uh, Lex, did you feel she was taken up too soon? I g- I guess I'm sort of. I mean, like once again, that whole scene just had me going. Holy shit! Okay, you win till the next commercial break. I guess X Files. Um, that's but that's all of these sequences. That's essentially at a certain point, my my discerning critical brain just sort of just sat down and went, okay. Uh, I'm just gonna take it easy for the rest of the episode, I guess. And I just enjoyed the the bug nutsery of it, honestly. Yeah. Like the fact that, yeah, it felt very abrupt. But uh, Juliet just runs in, yeah. big piece of rebar right through her, stakes her with it. Essentially, yep. it's horrifying. <laughs> and then then we move on. And it's like, oh, all right. We're what? done here, I guess. I have a question though. Why do you think they threw Scully down a shaft? I mean, just story wise, they because then. She's just there and she's doing nothing till the end of the episode, and they pull her. Oh, there's a lot of garbage, and you smell bad. Like she was yeah. absent for the whole last scene. For what reason? Did I- it feel like when she's when she comes out and she has the line about how oh I was saved by ten years worth of trash or whatever? Did that feel like they were trying to make some comment about yes. the show that I couldn't quite <laughs> unravel? And now right, right. that you mentioned it, that's pretty clever. I think, as they were. I think they were making a lot of statements about the show. I mean, the title of the episode is "Nothing Lasts Forever." Mm. The in- everything about the show was "Why are we Nothing still?" Lasts forever. When Mulder at the beginning says, "Why are we still doing this?" And then they. <laughs> Can't, he can't see and and I, I just and then towards the end I, I think all of it was just some kind of commentary on TV shows that go on for a very long time I don't know maybe you know some shows can last 13 maybe even more seasons but I feel like this and keep this on is going yep and uh, you know but I feel with X-Files I, I think that this is the end I, you, you know? know what though I feel this season was better than yeah. last season oh yeah, oh, yeah. I mean I, yeah. I think it's consistently being, been very well done so it would make me sad that they don't continue next week, notwithstanding. My my last thought about Barbara <laughs> being taken out is like since we played up with her, her acting, her '60s sitcom that she kept on reciting. I would have liked at least like some kind of sitcom esque something like final line or something from her that as she went out to kind of tie it all back in. Instead, it's just <laughs> Sunset Boulevard. She comes yeah. strutting down the stairs and how dare you? And then she gets shot. You know? <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. No. Uh, so this is bonkers. This <laughs> is bonkers. I feel like the Juliet stuff. I mean, I guess we can touch on that briefly. We'll dive into the fi- uh, Scully and Mulder stuff uh, more in depth. But in terms of the uh, Juliet stuff, do we have any? I mean, I liked this idea. I, I actually uh, another idea in this episode that I like a great deal in theory. I just feel like it was one big idea too many. Not even big idea. It was one big plot thread too many because we've seen episodes that juggle multiple big ideas pretty effectively i think it was one too many big stories to try and develop and track in this one hour that was my one thing i think what was there was really interesting and i just feel like we didn't get enough time with it for me to feel too terribly much about it beyond oh that's that's cool because i feel like or, oh that's gross yeah or like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was it was it that that made it much more enticing for Scully and Mulder to want to come investigate it. I would think that if you just had a bunch of organ thefts happening, that would might be enough to, to prompt somebody's interest. Especially, I do like right. There's that line pretty early in the episode yeah. where they're just like, "Oh, we just we just found a reason to get involved." Yeah. <laughs> so, because I, I feel like you could take you could have taken out all those vamp, uh, you know, or arrow homages or, or for the vampires. You could take all that, and the, the, it wouldn't affect the plot pretty much. 
other than you know Barbara would have got taken out some other different way. Yeah, and you could yeah. at least had Scully more involved at the end, like taking out uh, the doc or something. I think yeah. she should have been more involved. Yeah, no, she was. She was on the garbage, you guys. She yeah. was on the ten years. She was taking a garbage. break for the last scene, kind of like the spaceship <laughs> flying yeah. over yeah. again. I, I, I didn't get it. It was it interesting was, uh, the way she was taken out, though. Like you, you talk about how she was taken out. They, it was pieces of the church um, fence that they used to to. There had to be something symbolic about that. Why were they ripping off the church to kill this cult? Right, yeah. they're literally like killing killing the cult members with pieces of the church, yeah. which is another like what a big powerful idea that we mention once and then we just well, let we, sit because there because they started the whole episode with the scriptures of you know this is my body, this is my blood, take it and you will live, have eternal life, and that's what the cult was kind of practicing in a different kind of way so the contrast of those two ideas was very interesting and then you're being killed by this church at the end I, I, I don't know if there was maybe it was just interesting writing but there was something going on there that well, I didn't quite get and, and too usually when Skelly is taken out it is so she doesn't see the, the paranormal and the supernatural and the, there's still that yep. ability to keep her skeptic but at this point in the series being that we probably only have one more episode it seemed odd but at the same time maybe it was just to preserve Scully's faith because as we say mm-hmm. that's important to Scully like right. you say the the sacrament which they did at the beginning is important to her and that idea may have ruined it but this was more scientific yeah. at the yeah, end yeah exactly yes. which she would have understood yeah. but it's like i guess i'm just trying to play devil's advocate with their their logic right well, yeah. which is it makes hard. sense it makes Hold sense on, though, i need yeah. to do more drugs <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess it's just like as i said where they needed to have juliet be involved in the climax as well so that's one too many people yeah. that I have give some actions to, so how can we take one of them off the table? And also, not for right. nothing, I'm not saying that the, this beauty cult didn't need to maybe be handled. We should probably find a way for these nice people to all get help and go home. Yeah. Uh, but ostensibly, there wasn't really anything supernatural happening mm-hmm. as such. This is just, yeah. you know, it's it's out there science. It's crazy. But it's it's, it's yeah. out, crazy out there science. It's like the second be, movie a little bit. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But but it seems to be that there was nothing really supernatural happening. So even though it was it was a uh, bad thing that probably needed to be addressed in a world where nothing supernatural is actually taking place Juliet is actually just an incredibly dangerously crazy person who, yeah. who also like at the very end I'm glad that she herself had this moment of yeah I'm gonna go to jail yeah <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know what I'm I, I do murders and stuff like I don't I don't regret doing the murders but I should probably be in prison it's cool I'm gonna go to heaven it's fine we're good yeah and I kind of liked that like aha moment with her because as much as I love Dexter I mean and two he really did only kill really bad people you know if we had a real vigilante they would probably not be as careful as Dexter because they're, they're not in Miami where there's a lot of serial killers I guess but yeah it's like okay if this person really existed wouldn't we want them to be like yeah i probably should go to jail <laughs> yeah I, I do murders you guys yeah, like i can't really these are bad folks it's yeah. still murder so yeah. like uh, i do like even though juliet does all this and does manage to save her sister the poor mom like nothing's better in her life by the end of the episode she's just crying now over juliet's photo yeah. she, 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 one she, daughter to the next yeah, yeah. just swapped him out essentially yeah, that was it. Uh, <coughs> regardless i still think that the actual f- shoot, shooting of the sequence of scully getting pushed into the uh the dumbwaiter uh uh, big shoot was actually cool. Yeah, I was like, all right, that, that was it was excellent. it was very jarring to see her go down that shaft, and for half a second, I went, I uh, this is it. I know she's not going to die, <laughs> yeah. but like, 
can you imagine? Like, if you... Because if this is your job, right? Obviously, they're on a TV show. So mm-hmm. if they were going to kill one of the regulars on this show, <coughs> they'd build up to it. There'd be story things that led into it. It'd be much... It would be not... It wouldn't be so abrupt and, and banal, essentially. But can you imagine if this was your job, if this was really your job in your life, no matter how many years you've been doing it, no matter how dramatic or big or larger <laughs> than life your case is, this could be the one yep. where somebody who eats viscera throws you down a garbage chute and you're dead. <laughs> well, I did like how Mulder was just so... He never got that worked up. He was like, oh, Scully. But then after that, he never got like worked no. up. Because like, he knows. Oh, he like, did the same yeah. mental math that I just did. <laughs> he yeah. was like, nah. It's like, fine. this is not going to be the one where they throw her down a garbage chute <laughs> yeah. and she's dead. There's 10 years worth of garbage down there, obviously. What was in those garbage bags? Have you thought oh. about that? And yeah. I liked I liked that she used her medical degree to carbon date the garbage while she was down there. So Absolutely. she knows it is 10-year-old garbage. <laughs> she had a lot of time down there. She was just like, you know, failing it out. Yeah. <laughs> Literally just yeah. the, hmm, this is how doctors do it. Hmm, just touching all the garbage. It is because I think that uh, Barbara and her folks would seem to be the only one that used it because the uh, the landlord, he had his blocked off. Mm-hmm. And then downstairs in the basement level where Mulder is trying to find it, that's all blocked off. Like, who, like, does nobody come and empty this at all, ever? I, I guess How not. do they afford That's to keep this building open? Yeah, I live in Studio City. You hear the damn garbage trucks all the time. I like, know. what is with this? <laughs> no. oh it's gross. So we got uh, Scully and Mulder. Uh, the beginning of this episode, a nice little uh, bit of them there in church doing some uh, spurs. I, I really like the, and I think we've all kind of agreed, like the, the, the Mulder and Scully stuff was the uh, mm-hmm. favorite part yeah. of the episode. Yes. Yep. What did you guys enjoy most about the, what we saw in their relationship play out? I like that in conversation with the candles and talking about William because it's like hopefully this is leading up to them sort of reuniting with their son and hopefully a happy ending because that's what that's honestly what most of us have been wanting from the last two seasons is like you've teased this you've teased this just just give it to us mm-hmm. yeah I, I've pretty much given up entirely on utterly satisfying plot resolution I think I said this a couple of times this season like what I was hoping for at most was some semblance of character resolution and I'm not going to get too far ahead of myself and go well I hope we double down on it next week I'm going to assume that we're not gonna and it's going to be a lot of like the smoking man William baby mm-hmm. icky right. icky gross gross baby alien cliffhangers um, <laughs> but so in a world where I'm just setting, I'm calibrating my brain that way. I was very, very, very happy with where we left them in that final scene. Mulder expressing, not not regret, but the, the line that he has to Scully, it's like if you had just left the office that day. Mm-hmm. The That's- day that... Haunting the day that the day that we met, and would would your life be better? Would there be less misery in your life? And she says, "No, I wouldn't give any of it back." And I love the pause. I love that we don't hear what she says to him, but that yeah. it reaffirms that, like, no, I don't regret any of it. We're here, we're together, and whatever this next step is that Scully alludes to, there she wants to take it together. And Mulder, without without saying too much after that, you can see he registers what it means for for her. For him, for the two of them together, and and that's what it is. Like that's what. And he what has- is it that he says? Go, go yeah. say. Oh, he says, I always, I always wondered how this would end. Mm-hmm. Huh. And what? It, wow. It's, yeah. it, this seemed like the final episode. You know, almost. It is something to say, like that we've gotten more satisfying, at least character conclusions. Yeah. Uh, in multiple episodes through both seasons than we ever have through the actual season finales of either season. Well, I was, I'm presuming. Well, she find, she asked him point blank this time. She Basically, it was the define the relationship question. Like, the question that every one of us has been wondering this whole, you know, 
they spent the night together, but then they live apart, and then they're uncomfortable do- doing this. But then we see them on dates, and then she finally goes, "What's going on?" And yeah. we, but we like, are we, we together? And we specifically verbally address that for the f- maybe the first, first time ever. Yeah, yeah. And that how like, and she said like, you know, we we failed at, at trying to raise our son together. Yep. We tried living together. And I, I, I ran away. I ran away. Yeah. It. Really, in one scene, and it's it's so interesting that we do this season, I feel like we're getting these big, uh, profound character moments tucked into episodes that really have nothing to do with them otherwise. But it felt, yeah, it was just every every bit of what I was hoping to see from just a, a final note of resolution. Because we know the show, the very last episode of season 11 isn't going to be the two of them getting into a tiff and stomping off and never speaking to each other again. You know what I mean? And you so know what's cool is like, it started with, I want to believe. And one of his final statements is, I believe because you believe. Like yes. so yeah. so in this episode basically so he now does believe. What does he believe? He he doesn't believe in God and he doesn't know what he believes with the X-Files, but he believes in Scully. Yes, and I and love so that feels like the final scene almost. Yeah. And too, this may be like a lot of other shows like Chuck where I just don't watch the last episode and this is it because this was a good finale if this was the finale because as you say it almost just comes about in a very roundabout circular way mm-hmm. of, you know, just a good book in for this series much more so than maybe this next episode. We're, I'm downplaying it enough so that I'm not as mad. But what do you think that she whispered in his ear? I don't know. I feel like it's very lost in translation. Like, it was a bold choice for them to do to that. Yeah. Did she ask him to marry her? She, she yeah. goes, not my Luke Skywalker. Well, oh, <laughs> ruin it. A lot of people, um, like our friend Elise Wax at Sci-Fi Wire, are speculating that Skelly's pregnant. So um, she talked about that on here and in her uh, uh, blog. It's not another episode, secret so. smoking man baby, is it? No, that's when they were in the hotel. They yeah. Smoking man babies. Yeah. They, they come out with cigarettes. Oh. It just is gross. Baby. Yeah. No one understands. That no. would be very cool. The yeah. l- not that. So I'm a few yeah. steps behind. Yeah. I'm yeah. processing the pregnancy. Pregnant that sounds like Mulder's baby for awful sure. For everyone, <laughs> I got stuck on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. About uh, Mulder's, I did like a speech. Like sometimes I wonder if you'd left uh, that that basement office. Uh, before I needed glasses, yet if you go back to the first the episode... The pilot, isn't he wearing glasses? Wearing glasses. Yes. Like, come on! Fox, get it together! So well, I think, because too, most pilots, they kind of decide to change the character a little bit after, and like, he was supposed to be more nerdy, I think, and that's what they talk about. Well, what yeah. if he was, I know it's a, it was like maybe a decade early for this, this look, necessarily, but maybe he was doing the hipster thing, where yeah. he was wearing them because he thought they made him look cooler. Don't ruin Mulder <laughs> for me and say he invented hipsters. He was the proto-hipster, <laughs> But no. you know what's cool, though? It wasn't the, um, because he... Not part my timeline. Part of his... <laughs> <laughs> Part of his speech was, you would have been happier, you would have married the surgeon, right? Yeah. You would have married the surgeon, had a lot of babies. You would have been Kirsch's boss. I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that line, but I think in the pilot, they cut it out. Originally, she did, she was dating a surgeon. I, am I, I'm probably wrong in that. But they cut it out because they didn't want her to be encumbered with a relationship. But they originally filmed Scully dating a doctor. So oh, Interesting. That's cool. That's so, a nice yeah. little nod back to that stuff then. Um. Another thing, just because it's a bit, it's like a sidestep slightly, but part of the same scene was I really liked. Uh, I thought it was very, very wonderful. Scully's story about how she finally came to like cement her belief in the divine. Yes, it was like everybody was praying for uh, Charlie to get better, and she stopped and started praying for a puppy. And mm. when both things came to pass, it was like that's it, Team God. That's right. Well, I will say, like, it. it is funny how like. Uh, that's why I believe in God was because when I prayed for a dog and I got the dog I wanted, like you know, it's like that is a very little girl thing to do. It's like 
I prayed for a doggy, and like they first had said they gave her away, but then people brought her back because she ruined their garden. And we're like, we don't care about that. We'll take that dog. <laughs> oh, and another, even a further sidestep outside of this scene, but just something I wanted to hit really quickly because I'll forget if I don't. We got in one scene a little, uh, little, little radio voiceover from uh, Tad O'Malley. Yep. Yes, yep. and some, yep. some, uh, I guess, some eagle-eared audience members have already gone online and matched the audio we heard to every bit of Tad O'Malley footage from last season and it's it's new it's not a piece oh, of like really? pre-recorded stuff apparently it's a new yeah because Joel chemtra- was on back set. to the chemtrails yeah. Yeah. as yeah. soon as I heard chemtrails I thought of Lex <laughs> yeah oh, it's the chemtrails what? Chemtrail why heads. me you love good chemtrails I'm not the no I'm fascinated by people who think the chemtrails are a thing I know that's why That's why when I heard of chemtrails I thought of you you thought of me you thought about me like eating popcorn watching people talk <laughs> about how we're being chemtrails like please do go on please do I, I do like how Mulder kind of uh, you know, basically boils down his relationship to uh, reason, faith, and harmony. Yes, that yeah. was a very yeah, the very nice kind of you know the, the triumphant of the relationship. Mm-hmm. The uh, and but I also like uh, Scully saying that she's always admired or she envies uh, Mulder's sense of true uh, true north. Where yeah, no I love what, that yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. Can, I, can I say something? To crack me up though. The scene when they're they're finally arriving at the apartment where the cult lives, and it's it's like. Wow, that was such a good idea that you had Scully to put the tracker into the <laughs> body yeah, parts yeah. that were going to, to get them to lower their security so yeah. that we could have it stolen. It's the worst writing of the season, but they, they just had to get it in there. How else no, do we find I, it? I love it. It's a great way. It's like, well, that would be it would be an expensive sequence. It would be tough logistically. It would probably make the episode run long. Yeah. But just two maybe, sentences. Maybe they were yeah. making fun of themselves. So well, I sure am glad we terraformed <laughs> Mars. Yeah. It's our legends <laughs> logic. We just need a line so yeah. that we know. And then we're good. Yep. Now, Jim, I know you were mentioned earlier, and I liked it too. It was just all of uh, Mulder's actions with his glasses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just thought that it was a nice bit of business for him to have throughout the episode. Just the answer. Uh, <laughs> Remember when he goes, Did you get a haircut? Yeah, that was really? <laughs> She's like, Seriously, you're just now noticing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It was, I, I just really liked the way they, they really contrasted these agents. Mulder and Scully still chasing after the mysteries after all these years. And what was interesting is, um, I, I wasn't raised Catholic, but I think when you, you light the candles, is it for someone who has died? Um, yeah, it, it is a prayer candle, so mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily have to be death, but okay. it could just be, a, you know, say a prayer. Because he yeah. lit a I, I was wondering yeah. if it was symbolic when he was lighting a candle. Was that for his sister? I, I, I don't know. I was they, just yeah, thinking. They both got some dead folks, right? Yeah. He's got sister, yeah. two parents. She's got Everybody. a sister, two parents. It was just symbolic. Queequeg. Yeah. Uh, Alex Krychek maybe gets a candle. The lone yeah. gunman. But it did. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> Long gunmen are not dead. I will not believe it. Uh, the well-manicured man, blah, Martin Landau, oh, yes. I think, got blown up in that car in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Amanda Peet's character from oh, the yeah. second movie. Oh, I forgot so about her. I liked her. Uh, the agent, what's his name, Pendrel, died on the show at one point. They got, they know a lot of dead folks. Well, hmm. uh, I did like them at the beginning just to see how other. <laughs> Uh, either other people in the FBI or other just law enforcement agencies react when Mulder and Scully show up and are seeing like we've heard about you guys you come in <laughs> and like, you Ugh. turn things upside down and he just immediately just out saying well it's probably this cross uh, or, yeah, the wood same three types of wood used in the, uh, the cross for Jesus <laughs> they're like okay we're gonna we'll see you later you can have it we're yeah. out of here <laughs> <laughs> we're like, we're we don't want to deal with this bullshit <laughs> I love it. It is nice to know that you could just go into a crime scene and know exactly how, just how to drive everybody else away. It's like, yep, it's now ours. Great. <laughs> no worries, guys. And the look that Scully gives is like, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> that and at least her her having fun with it, too, and yelling mm-hmm. out gout. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Gout. Loved it. Gout. <laughs> <laughs> 
So next week is the season finale. It is my struggle for the one that Jim has been waiting for. Yes, I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> guys, I guess we'll just do some quick predictions of at least what we hope for and now what we might actually get. Uh, I predict Lucretia will curse out Chris Carter on this very show next week. That's a pretty good prediction because there's like uh, 83% chance of that happen. I'm saying. Yeah. All right. All right. Honestly, do you, I mean, I, I know how I'm feeling, but does anybody feel that they're going to walk away from the season finale even remotely satisfied? Even I, who like mythology episodes, I, I'm not hopeful about next week, which might mean that I'm going to like it because my expectations are so low. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing is my expectations are pretty low. And if they want to slip in shirtless Duchovny and Tad O'Malley, I'm like, okay, <laughs> like I could maybe get it a little bit higher in points. Bring just back because the red swimsuit. It's, it's like just, super, true blood. It was crap, the finale, but you're like, oh, well, Eric got naked. That gives it one point. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they, they're right. They resolve all the mythology stuff in the first 10 yeah. minutes. Smoking Man is like, I was just yeah. kidding. I'm not William's father. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> that's, right. like, that's what I mean. And that's just like, like, it takes it takes a puff through his throat hole. Oh. Let's go home. And then Mr. Y and like Barbara Hershey just pile into a car and they they start blasting like yin yang twins and they drive off into the sunset. <laughs> and Mulder and Scully are reunited with William. Big happy family tears. This is all first ten minutes. Yeah. Skinner's there. It's like, hey buddy, where yeah. have you been? And he growls or something. And then the last uh, thirty five minutes of the episode is just Mulder and Tad O'Malley in speedos like KY wrestling oh, for right. thirty five yeah. minutes. Well, that's probably better than what G- we get next week. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like you had me until the KY wrestling. Yeah, I, I need a little bit of See, this is why I, I watch Lucifer is they Bigfoot actually it. do that. They, they, they fist the referee. I'm yes. all good. Yes. All right. Yeah. So I guess the biggest thing is William's paternity. We've always thought it was Mulder's, but now we got from My Circle 3 that it was a cigarette smoking man as a father. If this sticks. I sure hope there's a metaphor. How irritated will you be? Uh, and with the fact that if they revealed that Scully was actually pregnant, would that alleviate any of your misery about this uh, this plot decision? No. No. They have to <laughs> no. resolve it. I don't even know which part of that I'm responding to. No. Just, it, just it's no. just like when we found out that Mulder's sister had been killed by a child killer and she had never been abducted. That's how I feel about the baby not being his. Yeah. It, it's just, it's it's miserable. Yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like not having the question answered would make me feel less icky in my soul than having that be the answer to the question. I... I hope that they they know that most people probably wouldn't love that, but who knows, man? Who big ol' sh- I'm holding on to the end of this episode, honestly. Like, that's the thing, right? Worst thing that could happen is I go, all right, I did not like this final episode, but I can, in my brain, if I had to, ignore the four-part My Struggle completely and savor what we got this year that really works and consider that the final note from this episode is is the final statement on the series because it very well could be no matter what happens next week i think we got our very a very effective very beautiful final moment between the two of them and that's what i'll sit in yeah and that's what i'll say is at least all of the episodes outside of the four part my struggle with these last two seasons have been really good and if this was it and that one's crap i i can live with it and i might not get as drunk <laughs> we'll find out how drunk the Christian gets next week. Uh, it's going to be a different time. We're going to be back here Wednesday night uh, at 8 p.m. Pacific time, breaking down the season finale of this episode of the X Files. 
change of venue, change of night, change of time uh, due to some other conflicts. So, yeah. Plus, I, we want to be on the night that it happens. That's yeah. right. So we're going to be right there uh, with all our thoughts and instant speculation and analysis. So check us out Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific time. Until then, folks, thanks for liking us, uh, watching the show. Like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, feel free for uh, hopping in the chat. And if you want to continue, feel free to hop in the chat. You, you can. We're over. But feel free. I'll talk to you. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But if you want to connect with any of us after the show's over, Jim, where can they find you? You can find me at Conguy Jim. I'm the managing editor of theconguy.com. And also find me this coming uh, Monday night. We're going to be doing an episode on the Conguy Show here on the Popcorn Talk Network, all about WonderCon, which Ooh. will be fun if you're here in Southern California. Cool. Uh, I am Lex Michael. I'm all over social media at the Lex Michael. I also do a podcast with Tari J. Miller called Missing Out, where we talk about art, media, culture, experiences, why these things resonate with us the way that they do. It's the retrospective that's introspective, and you can find it wherever podcasts are found iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, and on Twitter at Missing Outcast. Come check it out. We love doing it, and we love you too. And isn't love grand? Yeah. Mwah. All right, and I'm Lucretia Lyon, guys. You can always find me at L-A-C-R-E-T-I-A-L-Y-O-N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. I do have a podcast. It's called Mrs. Brightside. It's where the glass is always half full. I like to be happy about things sometimes when I don't love gross stuff. But actually, this week, I talk about gross stuff like because it's the bright side of horror. But yeah, you can find that again where Missing Out is found. And two, I have the Red Room Horror Show, which can be found on YouTube as well as in podcast format on all of those fun little things. Yeah. Uh, I've never known happiness, and I never will. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, we'll see you back here next Wednesday night at 8 p.m. for the season finale of the X-Files After Show right here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Gout! Gout off. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 